Hello, sparkling entrepreneur. Welcome to the Sparkling Hippie Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Hoover. As a success coach and intuitive artist, I help female entrepreneurs elevate their business with fun, fulfillment, and flow. I'm also an Amazon number one new release author, and my expertise is in intuition, success mindset, and visionary thinking in business. I'm very fortunate to have been featured in Positively Positive, Thrive Global, and Thought Catalog, among other amazing publications. I hope you'll find this show helpful to your entrepreneur journey, and if so, please feel free to like the show, subscribe, and leave a review. Enough about me and the show. Let's get started. Let's jump into today's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Sparkling Hippie podcast. I am super excited today because we have a special guest, Allison Scammell. Am I saying that right, Allison? You are. Perfect. Allison Scammell is joining us from the Netherlands, which is really exciting. She is a master intuitive coach, a psychic medium, and an expert energy healer. So for the last decade or so, she has been helping thousands of leaders and influencers grow a prosperous business by amplifying their spiritual gifts. And I'm just very, very looking forward to having her on the show today and introducing you to all of you to her. So welcome, Allison. We're glad you're here. Thanks, Haley. I'm thrilled to be here. Yes. So why don't you start by just, uh, you know, I, I read your bio, but give us a little, uh, just a, a peek behind the curtain of what it is that you do and how you do it. Yeah. So I had a 17 year career in international affairs, uh, humanitarian response and development and, you know, about 10 years into that career, I realized that, you know, it wasn't how I wanted to express my gifts. It wasn't that type of work just wasn't aligned to my energy. I just, I felt just off on every single level possible and I was pretty miserable. So then I just kind of went on a quest to write my ship. I, you know, living an unaligned life, just, I, I just, it just wasn't going to happen. And I had like a really, you know, very gold plated job that was very sought after and I was miserable in it. And so when I went on my quest of truth, um, I I just realized that I wasn't going to compromise on like uh, living a life of authenticity and truth, like no matter what it took. So I, I, I was just something so deep inside of me, like I'm just going to live a, a life that felt aligned. And it took me a long time to figure it out. And I'm, of course, I'm still figuring it out, but I've, I'm more aligned in my life today than I've ever been in my life. Mm. And that is really working with soul-guided leaders, influencers, lightworkers, entrepreneurs who are at the tip of the spear, I say, whether they see themselves in that light or not, but the tip of the spear of leading in a new energy, ushering in a new energy where we live from a higher place. You know, we, we live from a higher energy frequency. We're doing deeper work in the world. We're giving back. We're creating new systems where that unite us and where everybody who chooses to plug into it can thrive and moving away from 
separation and and competition and scarcity and lack and haves and have nots. And that's why I think, you know, the work you're doing, Haley, is so important. And the work the listeners of this podcast, the work they're doing is so important. And I feel so passionately that these are the people, you know, you and your audience are the people who are really going to lead the way. And so that's my mission to support (laughs) <laughs> to support you, to support others who have this higher calling and want to run, you know, want to get paid doing it, you know, want to bring in abundance and get remunerated for the work you're doing in the world so you can, you know, live a joyful life and get the help you need and serve more people. And I feel like it's my highest calling and it it really truly makes me excited to get out of bed every morning <laughs> to do it. Oh. I love that. As it should, right? You, everyone should deserves to feel that way every single morning. So, yeah. Well, I'm curious. You mentioned your quest of truth. Uh, what exactly did that look like for you? Well, wow. There's a lot of missteps, a lot of wrong turns, a lot of, uh, well, I thought I would be successful like overnight and it took me years instead, you know, a lot, a lot of that. Relatable. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You know, it kind of started in 2009. I had a near death experience and it wasn't your typical, I mean, none of them are, but it was very, it was kind of near death experience. You don't hear about very often. And when I came back from that experience, I had completely blown open intuitive gifts that I had, that before that time had been completely shut off. Like I was not born intuitive. I was not born with, uh, you know, channeling gifts. Mm. Well, that experience blew me open, you know, uh, intuitively. And all of a sudden I had these massive spiritual gifts and I had to sort of completely relearn how to live with all of this new knowledge that I sort of acquired during this big experience I had, this awakening. And that took me a long time. You know, that was 2009. You know, I'm still integrating it. I'm still trying to figure it out. But I would say it took me a good 10 years, maybe eight to 10 years to try to really understand how to integrate these new gifts into my experience in a way that did lead to this alignment that did lead to me feeling like I was living a life of truth. And, um, that was really, you know, I would say kind of the, I, you know, a a big milestone, if you will. And then I would say the other thing that I stumbled upon a couple years ago that really was part of this quest. And it's funny. It's like, I just feel called to mention this right now is I found human design. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I was so socially conditioned. I don't know how much you know, or your audience knows about human design, but I was so socially conditioned away from my chart, my type. I'm a projector and I've been a workaholic my whole life, which projectors aren't really designed to work those kind of hours. And that, that was like a huge uh, discovery for me that um, I actually was only designed to work about four hours a day. <laughs> and, oh, wow. And when I started to align to my human design type, both in my life and my business, that was another huge part of this journey of truth, realizing that I, I didn't need to work 12 hours a day. And I was actually not designed to work those kind of hours. 
And so I've actually uh, recently decided to get certified in human design because I, I just, I'm, I, I just like, it's like this whole world of <laughs> discovery that has, um, I don't know. It's hard. It's like hard to put into words because I'm someone who's like been on this path for so long, like doing all the things, doing all the personal growth tools. And then all of a sudden it's like, and then I find human design and it's like a whole new world that I'm integrating right now. And I've deepened my study. So that would be the second thing I would point you to in terms of like my, my journey um, that really, really enabled me to Align to my my soul mission, my truth, my authenticity. Mm, that's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, how do you most love to help others with with finding their own authentic life? Is it through human design or uh, more of like coaching? What What's your favorite? Well, I mean, I, I, that's why I was kind of like reluctant to mention human design because, you know, I don't, I do work with people on their design type and I have for probably the last three years, but I wouldn't say it's like the primary thing I do, although it's becoming a bigger and bigger part of my work. I would definitely say, I think at the end of the day, the biggest work I do, um, I'm like one of those coaches. I'm a bit of a Swiss army knife. I do a lot of different things for my clients. Uh, from helping them to amplify their intuitive gifts, to design a marketing strategy that feels good and authentic, to clearing the energy blocks that are tethering down, tethering them down. I guess if I had to like pinpoint like what's the most powerful thing I do for clients is probably that healing component. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all, I, I suspect a lot of your listeners have some sort of healing element to the work they do, even if they wouldn't call themselves a healer. Yeah. Um, I call healing the key, you know, our, our spiritual gift of healing, the key, it really is the key to unlocking any door to our next level of potential. So I think at the end of the day, with all the different things that I, how I help clients, and it is a lot of different ways just because of the way I coach. Um, I would say that's probably has had the biggest impact on people and has led to the the biggest results because that's really the thing. You know, it's, it's our wounds that prevent us from living our truth and our, you know, our most authentic life from reaching our full potential. So at the end of the day, if there's one thing that I could do to help a client, it would be to heal some of those blocks that are weighing them down and tethering them down and keeping them out of alignment. Mm. Yeah. So could you give us an example of, of a wound that would keep someone from living their best life? Well, I think your listeners are mostly entrepreneurs. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So entrepreneurs have, we've got all sorts of wounds. Um, I would say the primary wounds of an entrepreneur is, you know, I'm not good enough. So I'm, you know, who am I to think I'm an expert in my field? Who am I to think that I could charge this much? Who am I to think that I could, you know, step into this vision I have of myself of serving a large audience in the planet? So it's this, it's this, this sort of um, the, the not good enough wound mm-hmm. is a big one. I think the second big one for entrepreneurs is I don't deserve it. 
I don't deserve to have a thriving business or I'm in service to others. Therefore, I shouldn't be earning a lot of money. You know, I should yeah. live, uh, you know, a, a, a modest life because I'm in service. I can't be in service to others and, you know, grow a seven-figure business, which is a wound. Yes. And then the last wound, I call it the pound of flesh wound. Ooh. <laughs> and that says, I have to give a pound of flesh to receive. Like I have to just kill myself to be, to, 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 to earn, you know, to, to, to grow a thriving business. So I have to overgive to receive. And there's, there's some unworthiness in there. Like I'm not worthy of just growing a successful, healthy, thriving business from a place of ease and flow. Like I can be happy, but it has to hurt a little bit. So yeah, I can earn in my business, but I have, it's got, it's got to be kind of painful. So I have to burn out. I have to work myself to the bone. Then I can have, you know, my 10 K, my 25 K months, but it has to come at a price. Mm. That, and that is a wound I see a lot. And it's, it's common because you know, our wo- you know, our wounds, you know, how do we know we have a wound? Well, it's a painful emotion is present. And the pound of flesh wound is a, is a tricky one because it likes to hide because yes, it hurts, but most of us are so used to overworking and we're so used to burnout. It actually doesn't hurt that bad because we've been doing it for so long. So it hides easily. <laughs> so it's a very, tr- you know, it can be kind of a trickster wound. Um, so what I would really encourage folks listening is that, you know, it doesn't have to be super painful to be a wound that's really throwing you off track. Yes. The big painful wounds do certainly, but so do just the minor, I call them nuanced blocks, you know, those kind of minor annoyances or those things that are, you know, like it's not fun to burn out, but it's okay. I'm used to it. Uh, that those those minor annoyances can throw you off just as much as a big pain point. Ooh, minor annoyances can throw you off just as much as a big pain point. Absolutely, especially in business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I would say, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Nope. Go ahead. No, I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, like, let's say, you know, you're trying to get your first 10K month, for example, and you're really, you know, cranking out content, doing a bunch of live events. And you, you know, you're exhausted, you're tired, you don't feel like showing up for your business anymore. And so let's say you do hit the 10, you like, let's say you hit it because you really pushed yourself so hard that you got there. Well, first of all, your tank is empty. So you're creating from an empty well, which means you're not creating at your best. And when you're not creating at your best, you're not attracting the people that you're meant to serve. So you might call in decent clients or even good clients, but they won't be sole clients, right? Mm -hmm. Because you won't have been putting out your best stuff to attract those people that you were born to serve. So then you're going to get so, so clients who might, you know, you might not be an energetic match. And these are the clients that sometimes can be challenging or even frustrating, not because they're bad people, but just because there's not an energetic match there because 
you are so exhausted during your launch, you are, you know, inadvertently calling in people who weren't a match for you and your energy. So then all of a sudden, you do have your 10K month, but you have a bunch of clients that you're not aligned to. And that's going to further drain your energy even more. And that's going to further take you off track. So it's going to have like kind of a ripple effect throughout your business. And, you know, and and, and it wasn't like a huge pain point block, but it was a block that was still there and still really throwing you off. Wow. What a great example. That yeah. is, that is so relatable. Um, as someone who often and almost always burns out during launches. <laughs> so I'm super curious what, so what tips would you have? Cause I know many of our listeners can relate to this. Um, I think there's a lot of masculine and, um, not that masculine energy is bad, but almost overly masculine and sometimes even icky or, or fear-based uh, energy that, that I think we're taught to use during a launch, um, and which often and always leads to burnout. Uh, so I'm curious if you have any tips for how can someone who's launching a product or, um, or even shoot launching their business, how can they do so in a way that's not coming from that draining place or that inauthentic place? Yes, such a good question. Um, And this is like really gets to the heart of how I help the entrepreneurs I work with. So again, I got called to mention, you know, using my intuition, I got called to mention human design. Mm -hmm. I will just mention right here, getting to know your human design type. You don't have to become an expert on it. You know, it is a a whole language. It's a whole thing. But if you could get to know like your top three things, your type, your strategy, your authority, and really apply that to your business, you will start to experience much less burnout. So for example, I'm a projector. So that means I'm, I'm meant to work in bursts followed by pretty extensive periods of rest, right? And I'm so not designed for those super, super long days. I will just completely burn myself out. And if you've had a lot of burnout, do you know what your your design type is, Haley? I believe I am a generator. Oh, you are a generator. Okay. So generators are, you guys are designed when you are inspired. You know, generators are designed to have mastery in your work, right? You guys are the are, yeah, you're, you're, you're really designed to do work that you become masters at. And so when you are really, really inspired, you have the energy to put in a 10, 10 hour day. If you're oh, yeah. in yep. the bliss of a creative process, but if you are pushing yourself because some marketing expert said, Healy, you have to write this many social posts a day. You have to do this many lives. You have to have this many live sales events to, you know, check, check, check. Here's, here's the checklist. Go ahead and implement it. And it feels heavy and awful to you. You will not be able to sustain that, sustain that energy. And you will absolutely burn out because you are not designed to do work that you don't feel passionately about. Yes. I can totally agree to that. (laughs) Yes. That feels right. So yeah, absolutely. So when you get to know your type, so again, using the projector is very interesting for a launch because our strategy is to wait for the invitation. 
So if I'm launching something and I'm putting, I'm pushing it out, I'm not waiting for an invitation. And so I'm actually designed, if I don't wait for the invitation, I literally won't be seen. You won't see me or hear me (laughs) no matter what I do. So I think of different ways in which I can get invitations, like from an authentic place. So I'll, um, I will be, you know, I'll give a Facebook live about something I feel super passionately about. And then I'll just say in the end, if you'd like to hear more about that, DM me. Like that's a good strategy for a projector. Okay. You know, just say, if you want more, respond to this email or comment, you know, put in the comments, yes, please, or whatever. You see that strategy? That's a good strategy for projectors because it's like we're asking you to invite us. And then once someone says, yes, please, you know, send me the details, that's the invitation. Um, so uh, generators like you, you don't, really, you don't have to do that, but your, your strategy is to respond. So you're in a yes. creative dance, yeah, with your outer environment. So if you, for, So what I would recommend for your launch strategy is to always be testing, 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 and don't just, you know... Um, sit down at your desk and say, all right, I'm going to create my launch strategy for the next month and just create it and then start implementing it. You want to get that creative spark and idea that lights you up, put it out there and then see, and then respond to how it felt. Right. Okay. Yep. And a great strategy for generators is to ask questions. So like engagement posts, And Mm -hmm. then people are responding to you and then you can engage with them in the comments. And that's going to be really exciting for the audience member and for you. And then you can, you know, eventually say, Hey, do you want to hop on a call or something? That's funny because I I giggled because I've been, um, I guess just totally intuitively, I'll be working on like a blog post or something I'm really curious about. And I'll just have, hmm, what do I think about this? And I'll drop it as a question in uh, Facebook, just on my regular profile. And it has been so juicy to like circle back and like dive deeper into my blog post because of what people responded. Um, so I love, I love, love, love that you shared that. That is so juicy and so helpful. It kind of takes away this, uh, this force energy, right? That a lot of us, I think, are taught or conditioned to come from. Absolutely. It's getting away from that push out energy and instead getting into the magnetism. Mm -hmm. And that's what we really want to do. We want to magnetize, pull in like a magnet, just the perfect people for our offering. And aligning to our design type really enables us to do that. And just to uh, mention the, the three other types, if you're a manifester, you're lucky. When it comes to launches, you can pretty much do anything because you have really initiating energy. So you can put stuff out. You can do whatever really feels good for you. Your strategy is to inform. So as long as you are informing people as you go, like if you're a manifester, people want to know how your sausage is made. So if you're designing a launch strategy and you're a manifester, I would tell your audience, well, I have a new offering coming out. Like take them behind the scenes and just tell them every step of the way they're going to want to know. And then you're going to get them excited about your offerings. If you're a manifesting generator, you're like a generator. Uh, you're going to want to put stuff out there and respond. And 
you're going to, you know, you're going to want to skip steps. <laughs> if you're a manifesting generator, you're going to want to work really quick and skip steps. Allow yourself to do that. Allow yourself to do that. Um, if you're like, well, I know I have to do like my marketing manager told me I had a 10 step process, but I only want to do five, do the five, right? Cause you're, you're someone, you're a time bender and you're meant to, to do things quicker. And so just follow that flow of that uh, rhythm that you feel called to. And then the, for the reflectors, you, um, you know, this is only 1% of the world are reflectors. So you're the unicorn group, but you're really meant to be, you know, you're the mirror of, rea- of, 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 you're the mirror of humanity. So we know how we're doing. And you need to wait for 28-day cycles before you know what you want to do. So I would say if you're a reflector, just give yourself a lot of time in a launch. So you have time to make decisions. You have time to decide. And really make sure that you're in a great environment. Like you're, make sure that you're, like if you don't like Facebook at all, don't be in Facebook. You need to feel really safe in your environment. You need to really feel safer on your people. So try to find, give yourself a lot of space and time for your launches and try to find those platforms where you feel really good, you feel safe, and you feel connected to amazing people. And that's really going to help you. Oh, thank you so much for like specifically going through each type. I feel like that's going to be, that is really helpful and really juicy for our listeners. And I think, I would think most of our listeners know they're a human design type, but if not, um, I'll put a link in the show notes so you can take the quiz and, and find out. So thank you yes. so much, Allison. That was very juicy. <laughs> you're so welcome. And and if you're totally new to human design and that felt a little bit like, what the heck is she talking about? Literally, um, all you need to do is get your chart, uh, get, get your free chart, which I absolutely recommend you do. And then all I really talked about was three things, your type, your strategy, and your authority. And so if you Google, if you find out your type, strategy, and authority, and you Google what that means, you're going to find all sorts of resources out there. So if you just read up a little bit, everything I said is going to start to make a lot of sense really quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I the like other- that you... Oh, go, please go. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I sorry. Gonna say, I, I really like that you pointed out three things to know about your human design type. Uh, Cause I don't know about everyone, but I know I quickly get overwhelmed with the depth of information that human design provides. Um, so I appreciate that as well. Like here's three things to look at. Very simple. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Lean into the simplicity of it and you'll be surprised with the results that you receive. And then the other thing I'll just mention about, like, how do you launch in a way that feels authentic is really following, you know, following that, that, that inner voice, that voice of your intuition that's just saying, I feel so called to share this. What do you feel so called to share in your heart? And just talk about it. Show people how excited you are about it. Be in the energy of it. You know, it's a, it's another term from human design, you know, be the lighthouse, like with your light shining so bright and you might have voices in your head that says, oh, well, people don't want to hear about that or other people are talking about it or it's too, it's too spiritual. People think it's weird, Mm -hmm. but if you can, if you can identify those fear voices and release them and go back to the calling and really 
can, with, with the consistency that feels like an ease and flow for you and your energy, talk about the things that light you up the most, you will start magnetizing the right people into your offering. So say that last piece one more time. Talk about the things that excite you the most. Yeah, it's like dipping into your heart space and really connecting to that higher voice, that you know, voice of our intuition, our higher self voice, and just asking like, on a, and going a little bit deeper with this. This is actually going deeper than what am I interested in right now? What do I think will sell? I think a lot of time we get caught up with what what I what do I think will sell? I'm kind of excited about it, and I think it will sell. That will not put you in a magnetizing energy. That will be more of a push energy. But if you deep dig deep inside and say, what is it I really feel called to offer? Mm-hmm. And normally, when you're really honest, you, there's probably going to be some resistance around it. Like, I could never do that. That's too scary. My people won't understand it. I'm not sure I'm good enough to offer something like that. Because our biggest offerings are usually, there's usually some resistance around it. So we don't offer it and we end up offering something that's not truly aligned and you you can't get into that super juicy magnetizing energy that makes your launches a lot more energizing and easeful. Mm. So it's just spending some time with that higher self just to say a couple of things. One, what do I really, really on my deepest level feel called to offer right now? And then connecting to that energy of your soul client avatar, that person you feel just born to serve. What does she need from me on a soul level right now? Like, what does she need from me so badly that she will, she will be excited to invest in what it is I'm offering and see when you connect those two things, what it is you feel called, called to offer and what it is she really needs. That's when you really get magic in your offerings and you're able to get into that super magnetizing energy. Mm. Oh, I love this. I love that you're sharing such practical tips on how, People can make their launch more authentic, juicy, delicious. It should feel that way, right? Absolutely. And if it doesn't feel that way, it's okay. Like, hey, I've had so many launches that weren't 100% aligned. But so it's just like the feedback, right? Mm-hmm. You're noticing it. Like that felt tiring. That felt exhausting. I was sort of excited about it, but not really I didn't get the results I wanted. So what happened? Where where was I out of alignment? Would be my first question. Where was I out of alignment? Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love this. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, we need to go have some journaling sessions right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And go yeah. have a journaling session. Exactly. Mm. Well, I think this has been incredibly informative and uh, just kind of inspiring in a, in a fresh way, Allison. I think it's really refreshing to see some, someone talking about how to approach business from a aligned, and not just aligned, but from a deeply aligned space. So 
thank you for, for doing the work that you do and sharing it with the world. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to share in your podcast. Sorry, I did a lot of talking. I didn't mean to, but I get really excited about this stuff. (laughs) Thanks so much. It was wonderful. I would like for you to share with our listeners how they can um, keep in touch with you and keep up with your work and what you're offering the world. Well, thanks so much for asking. So I have a really fantastic free offering at the moment. If you head to my website, allisonscammell.com, you can find on my homepage a link to download a free energy upgrade meditation. It's a really powerful guided meditation to help you release some of those energy blocks and that resistance tethering you down so you can really get to the heart of what it is you truly want to offer and for whom. I have a very cool community of soul-guided leaders, influencers, entrepreneurs called the Soul Guide Circle, where we really Ooh. are there to just, you know, be in service to each other and the planet and earn more, serve more, and grow spiritually along the way. And then the last thing I'll mention is my labor of love, my podcast, Soul Guide Radio, where I explore a lot of these concepts in greater detail. So mm. oh, I would love to invite anyone who feels so called to check that out. You can find that podcast wherever podcasts are streamed. Yes, I love that. I don't know about everyone else, but I'm feeling like I may need to hop over there and subscribe right now so I I can check it out. (laughs) Oh, please do. Thank you so much. Well, Allison, this this has been just fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your advice and your wisdom with us. And uh, we hope to hear you again soon. Thank you so much, Haley. listening to today's episode of the sparkling hippie podcast i would so appreciate it if you did enjoy the show please screenshot a picture of your phone with this podcast open and tag me on instagram at the sparkling hippie or i would even more love it if you would subscribe and leave a review It is so hard as a podcaster to get reviews for the show. I would love to see that change. Let me know, just a few quick sentences, what you truly enjoyed about today's episode. In return, I'll give you a shout out on the next recording of The Sparkling Hippie. Oh, and one more thing. If you want to go deeper into The Sparkling Hippie community, I would love if you joined us inside the free Facebook group. There's a link in the show notes. We'll see you inside.